This is the Money Talks podcast with Michael Campbell. I want to bring to your attention a very good piece on cbc.ca, and I'm happy to be doing it because despite some well-deserved criticism that prompts the likes of McLean Paul Wells to call them the government's most spectacular public relations asset, there's still some very good journalists working there. But their reputations tarnished by the CBC's biggest unions, Unifor and the Canadian Media Guild, running attack ads against the Conservatives, which hands plenty of ammo to those people worried about media bias. I mean, they're already running ads this year, probably be payback for Conservative leader Aaron O'Toole's promise to phase out funding for the CBC, arguably the most popular campaign promise. It's made worse by the CBC's management disgraceful decision to sue the Conservative Party during the last federal election for using a momentary clip of the leaders' debate in a campaign ad, which was immediately withdrawn when the CBC complained, but the national broadcaster still went ahead and sued, and as every expert predicted, the CBC lost but not before wasting thousands of tax dollars on legal fees while torpedoing any claim to impartiality. But as I say, there are some fine journalists working there. We got a good example this week with Evan Dyer's story entitled How Canadian Tourism Sustains Cuba's Army and One-Party State. I mean, obviously very pertinent given the recent protests in Cuba against the Communist Party. And it will be uncomfortable for Canadian tourists. Virtually all of Cuba's hotel industry is owned by either the military or government. Some are operated by Canadian companies, but the majority of revenue still goes to the military of the state. As for Cuban workers, no. They only keep about 10% of their $750 monthly pay. The rest goes to the military or government. You know what? With so few employment alternatives in an economy devastated by communism, most are trapped. As Mr. Dyer points out, U.S. hotel company Marriott discovered last year that it's virtually impossible to operate in Cuba without enriching its richest institution, the Revolutionary Armed Forces. As Mr. Dyer also reports, Cuban-Canadian activists say many Canadians are not aware of the extent to which the survival of Cuba's one-party regime depends upon the foreign currency tourists bring to the country. And no country sends more than Canada. My name is Mike Campbell. Join me Saturday for Money Talks. Subscribe to the Money Talks with Michael Campbell podcast for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or anywhere you get your on-demand audio for the complete show, daily podcasts, and more.